Marvelites, you're listening to This Week in Marvel, and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, we got ourselves a bonus for you today. Uh, we are celebrating the trailer for our brand new fiction podcast, Marvels, the first episode of which comes exclusively to Stitcher Premium on November 20th. Now, the 10-episode series will be available on Stitcher Premium exclusively until 2020, when it will see a wide release across all the podcast platforms, all the places you listen to your audio. The series is part of the celebration marking the 25th anniversary of Marvels by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. It is award-winning. It is beautiful. It is amazing. It is Marvels. Now, our bonus here is going to give you the trailer, which we'll play uh, right now, and then followed by our interview that we did with comics writer Kurt Busiek, uh, who wrote the original 1994 book and consulted on the podcast. Enjoy. I'm Sam Reuter, and welcome to the morning news for November 4th, 1966. Anti-war protest. That the U.S. will be sending more troops to Vietnam. Coming. Soviets make plans to send another craft into orbit. Rumors that our very own Fantastic Four are... Coming. ...are just foiled by the controversial figure known as Spider-Man. Hadn't been for the Avengers. We are lucky that these Fantastic Four have not been seen in several days. In their absence, Senator Harrington Byrd has proposed... Galactus is coming. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it felt like the end of the world. I just don't have blind faith like some of these kids that superheroes can fix everything. Have you ever seen anything like this, Phil? I saw a lot of things during the war, but this... God has come to deliver retribution! I need to get closer. Johnny, he's too fast for you. How is close, Surfer Man? My turn. I don't know how much longer I can protect them, Reed. Ben! It's clobbering time! Marvel and Stitcher present Marvels, based on the graphic novel by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross, starring Cliff Methodman Smith as Ben Urich, Anna Sophia Robb as Marsha Hardesty, Ethan Peck as Reed Richards, and Seth Barish as Phil Sheldon. Debuting this fall exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Kurt, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am excellent. So we there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about, but the first thing I like to start off our twim interviews with is your Marvel origin story. How did you first start getting connected to our comics, our characters, our stories? What was it for you that got you hooked in? Well, when I was a kid, my parents, you know, thought that comics were uh, evil that would, uh, you know, rot your brain and turn you into ju- a juvenile delinquent. So uh, when I saw comics, I saw newspaper comics and European comics like Asterix and Obelix. But every now and then I'd stop at the drugstore on my home, way home from school and buy a comic and read it and get rid of it before I got home in case my parents would see that I I had one of these awful things. The first one that I bought that I saved, that I defied the rules to have, was Daredevil 120, which was uh, part one of a four-part story, Daredevil versus Hydra, by uh, Tony Isabella, Bob Brown, and Vince Coletta. And it was just 
full of stuff that was basically just candy for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, not only was it a continued story, the uh, letter column was a history of Hydra, and that was continued, too. And there were all of these characters showing up that, I mean, the Black Widow made reference to something that happened back in Daredevil 83, so it told me, hey, four years ago in this series, stuff happened that still matters. And then there were villains who showed up who had originally appeared in Marvel Team-Up or in Thor or in Strange Tales, and I loved series books. Any book in the library that had a lot of, you know, more by the same author, I I would go for those so that if I liked it, I could see what happens next. And here was a world that said, not only is it a series, not only can you follow what happens next and what came before, there are other series and they're connected to it too. So the whole interconnected comic book universe thing was what really hooked me hard with Marvel. First with Daredevil, then with uh, the original X-Men, the Avengers, uh, Iron Man, outward from there. Did your parents find that issue? Did you get in trouble with this? <laughs> um, my parents, uh, they, it turned out the way the rules kind of worked was uh, once we got old enough to ignore them, they figured that they had had their effect. So we weren't allowed to watch television other than stuff they approved until we stopped asking and just started <laughs> watching television. But, uh, but it was certainly an issue in my mind for quite a while. Yeah. Did you, were you able to go back and find that? You, know, you mentioned the Daredevil 83. Were you able to go back and find that? Because you know, at that time, it wasn't like we had Marvel Unlimited or trades for everything. That was the thing. I went, I found a comic book store. This was 1974, so there weren't many. Yeah. And I found a comic book store, the Millionaire Picnic in Cambridge. And I was looking for back issues, and they didn't have Daredevil 83. So I picked up, like, Daredevil Annual Number 1, and I picked up a, a couple of other issues of Daredevil, and I picked up my first issues of X-Men, which were X-Men 37 and 39. And so I started buying back issues almost as soon as I started buying new issues. And uh, if they had Daredevil 83, I mean, Daredevil 83 isn't very good. It's the one issue in a whole line of issues that isn't drawn by Gene Colan. And uh, the plot, sorry, Jerry, is stupid. Um, so if I'd found it right away, I would might have gone, ah, oh, well, enough of this. I'll go back to reading science fiction. Um, but instead, I found other back issues and other series to buy. And, and uh, by the time I actually found a copy of Daredevil 83, it was too late for me. Fate works in funny ways like that. Yes. All right. So it's 2019. And it's the 25th anniversary of Marvels. Uh, we've been putting out these wonderful reprints, the annotated editions, which have so much cool back matter and, and, and details and, and little bits and pieces. Uh, one of the cool things I learned from this was how many times you put drafts together and how many <laughs> versions of the story were put together for something that we look at as a seminal classic now, it is just like a perfect, you know, right. Product. That's not where we started, right? Which is <laughs> so. What was that process like? It, it was interesting. It was uh, in part ways it was difficult because when it started, Alex had a project he wanted to do. Uh, his idea was it would be called Marvel, and it would be an anthology of painted stories about superheroes, and that would give him the ability to do the stories about the superheroes that he cared about, and the superheroes that he didn't care about could be painted by somebody else. And I told him, the trouble here is, Alex, you're not anybody yet. 
Someday you will be. But right now you can't pitch a series to Marvel that says, hey, do this series so I can do some of it. <laughs> and, and you find other people for the rest of it. I said, you'll be much better off if you pitch it as a, as a miniseries that has a story, that has a beginning and ending that's entirely focused, and that honestly you do all of. So we came up with a story structure that involved uh, Phil Sheldon meeting, uh, interacting with uh, all of the characters that Alex wanted to paint the most because it was growing out of that, that Marvel idea. You know, somewhere along the way, Tom DeFalco said, you're, you're making up all this stuff so that this guy back in Marvel history can say, yeah, and I met the Fantastic Four when the Fantastic Four did this thing that they never actually did. You know, and then I met the Black Widow when she was doing this and this. Uh, why don't you use actual Marvel events? Why don't you use Galactus? Why don't you use stuff like that? And that was where the project really transformed, and I had to pull it apart and put it back together in a different way. The two stuff that we, we resisted the most was... Um, Every time we sent in, you know, here's the new version of the pitch. First issue happened during World War II, because it has to happen during World War II. It's been out for 25 years. You know the story. That's how it starts. Um, and one of the editorial notes we got back every time was, it started in the 60s, ditch World War II, nobody cares about that old stuff. And every time we wrote a new version of the proposal, we just ignored that, because it has to start there. It has to start with the birth of the Marvels, and the birth of the Marvels, is the torch and the submariner. Anything else just, just doesn't count. And I think finally we wore them down. The <laughs> other one was that, uh, you know, there was always a little concern of would this sell? It seems kind of funny looking back on it. But at the time, you know, I wasn't anybody particular. Al Alex was an unknown. Um, and there wasn't a lead character in this other than this you know, little bald guy who goes around going, whoa, look at that. <laughs> um, so it kept being suggested, can you put Wolverine in this? You know, can we have a Wolverine appearance? Because Wolverine's hot. And uh, we just kept saying, next issue, you know? We, 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 we couldn't manage to fit him in the structure of this issue. Next issue. And by the time we were working on issue four, issue one was out, and it was clearly a success, so we didn't actually need Wolverine. But we kept on promising, yeah, we'll get to him next time, next time, next time. And, uh, and never did. I love it. Uh, so at this point, you know, we, we are 25 years removed, or, give or take, from the project. What's your perspective on Marvels from your own personal perspective? Well, it was a huge deal. Um, I mean, it was a big lesson to me because we didn't do it because we thought it would be a big hit. We did it because Alex wanted to paint stories about these characters. This was his particular creative drive, and I found a road into it that was, you know, I wanted to tell stories about what it was like to live through th these kind of events, what it was li like to experience the world, a world like that from the point of view of an ordinary person. You know, we didn't look at that and go, yeah, that's going to be a hit. <laughs> you know, that's going to be our big breakthrough project. And it was. Uh, and what I've done since, you know, if I've done something that, that has surefire hit written all over it, well, maybe, maybe not. But if I do something that is something that I'm just really passionate about, that I think, oh, this is a cool idea, I want to make it work. I did Thunderbolts a few years later, and, and 
we've been joking ever since that you know Thunderbolts was a dumb idea because nobody's ever going to put them on Saturday morning. They've appeared in Marvel cartoons <laughs> now, but it just you know it sounds on the face of it like uh, some dumb uncommercial idea, but it was one I wanted to do, so we found a way to do it and it worked. You know that series ran ten years. 20 more? I don't remember. And I bet you they'll be back at some point. Sure. Everybody knows them. Uh, yeah, I think the lasting, you know, impact for Marvel's, for you, for your career, for Alex, but also for us, which is cool, even now we look at we're developing this Marvel's podcast, you know, mm-hmm. sort of tying this story into the story you guys were telling, but, you know, in, in a new, fun way. It's like, I, you've read the script, right? I'm consulting on the script. So Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what's your, like, perspective on seeing this now, telling it from this different perspective? It's 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 just amazing. It's, <laughs> I love this, it, like, the smile on your face, just glowing. It's great. It's it, just seeing the ways, that, I mean, part of it is the whole plot, and I won't go into the, the plot because, yeah. um, but the whole plot of, of uh, the Marvel's podcast comes out of something that is, on the one hand, a background detail in an issue of Fantastic Four, and on the other hand, a, a joke that I did in the background of uh, Marvels. Um, so, literally, the kind of thing that we were doing with Marvels, which was saying what's happening elsewhere, what's happening in the background, the podcast producers came and said, "Well, look, this thing you put in the background can turn into this whole thing." So it's 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 sort of fractal. The deeper you go, the the, <laughs> the, the wider it gets. And uh, they've been putting together this this amazing story that really you know gets into what would it be like to be in this world? Uh, you know, what would it feel like uh, for real, where the the superhero characters are parts of the news rather than you know, you, you, the camera isn't with the superheroes. The camera is with the ordinary people dealing with the superheroes and and bringing that to life in a podcast so there's no pictures. But there are other kinds of, you know, audio textures and structures and storytelling that you can use. It's just really exciting to see. Yeah, super exciting. What else is exciting is that you're even working on a new Marvel's project with Marvel Comics. And again, we don't want to tell too much, but what can we say at this point? Uh, Alex and I are uh, co-curating a couple of projects for Marvel. One of them is called Marvel. And if you remember just earlier, I told you Alex's original pitch was a an anthology series where he could paint some of it and other people would paint others and it would be called Marvel. Well, we're doing it. Kid finally got the juice for it. <laughs> well done. Yes. Yes, it was like, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't uh, we couldn't do that back when uh, when when you were a newcomer, but you're Alex Ross now. Yeah. And now that we're celebrating, let's go do that original thing. And Al- Alex has lined up an amazing slate of artists yeah i'm sure are, he picks up the phone he's like hi you want to do this thing with me everybody jumps alex has been a little surprised he's just like i didn't think everybody was gonna say yes <laughs> <laughs> can we make it longer <laughs> um uh but yeah the artwork that's coming in is just gorgeous sure. um i'm helping out i i plotted a frame story and i'm written so far one story for for steve rude to draw and uh <sighs> <laughs> I got the vapors right now. It's gorgeous. Steve it's Root, gorgeous. Man. Woo. So that Marvel is one project. Um, we're also co-curating a, a set of specials called Marvel Snapshots that is going to be 
individual one-shot uh, issues done by different creative teams that kind of take the Marvel's approach to characters or viewpoints that you couldn't have gotten in the original series, like maybe we'd do a story about uh, uh, Kamala Khan before she had the powers, seeing you know the Fantastic Four or the Avengers yeah. and, and what her human perspective is on the superhuman sure. before she crossed that bridge. Or you could see a Miles Morales Spider-Man adventure from the point of view of one of the supporting characters. So again, human perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to do a story about uh, Scott Summers back when he was in the orphanage with uh, his brother Alex, and uh, he was having these headaches and his eyes were working weird, but superhero activity was just starting to begin in the Marvel Universe. And uh, you know, he doesn't know he's gonna be one of them. What's his thoughts, what's his perspective? Um, things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the third one. And the fourth one, uh, it's, it's funny, I like to say that uh, uh, Alex proposed Marvel and I added an S. <laughs> Well, now I've added a the because we're going to do a series called The Marvels, <laughs> and it our tagline for the series, at least at this stage, is uh, anyone, anywhere, anytime. Um, it, it, it's it's not about you know there isn't a team called The Marvels. The Marvels isn't a team. The Marvel is a category. It's a noun. If you've got superpowers in the Marvel universe, if you've got a costume, if you're an adventurer, you are one of the Marvels, um, and we're going to tell stories that are kind of. You know, I uh, multi-threaded stories so that you know you'll have d- characters from different parts of the Marvel universe all taking place, all taking part in the same story, but they aren't necessarily always going to meet. Because if there's some big sprawling story where Captain America's dealing with a piece of it over here, and the Punisher's dealing with a piece of it over here, and and uh, you know the X Men are dealing with a piece of it over here, maybe the X Men meet Captain America along the way, and maybe they meet Punisher, and but Cap and the Punisher never cross mm. paths. Um, that kind of sort of Tom Clancy esque storytelling, but with a lot of um, uh, you know how does the Marvel Universe work? What is the experience of 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 being a hero, a bystander, whatever. Uh, in some ways, it's it's a series that's, you know, there's a lot of Marvels in it, there's a lot of Avengers Forever in it, there's a lot of Untold Tales of Spider-Man in it. There's, it's kind of a culmination of everything I've done at Marvel. And uh, it should be fun. Sounds awesome. There'll be new characters in it. Um, there'll be uh, classic characters. And uh, storylines can take place, like I said, anytime. Um, in the first storyline, we're going to see a little bit of uh, when Reed Richards was working with military intelligence before he ever started building the rocket. Um, uh, and we're going to see, you know, cutting edge events of today. And we're going to see stuff that goes all the way back to World War II. We're going to tell the stories that don't all take place now, that, that spill through time, possibly even the future. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kurt. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right, you guys, I hope you're as excited as I am. Remember, the first episode of Marvels is coming exclusively to Stitcher Premium on November 20th. Listen to it there. I'm Ryan, and this is Marvel, your universe. (laughs) 